Welcome from the number one sports site in the world. Yahoo! This is Yahoo Sports Radio. YahooSportsRadio.com. It's the weekend at Yahoo Sports Radio at YahooSportsRadio.com. And you know us, sports fans? Yeah, we like other things other than sports. Like cars and automotive stuff. Welcome to Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio. Let's put the key in the ignition, shall we? And fire up the engines. From the Quick and Round studios of Yahoo Sports Radio, here's your host, Matt Peralt. Well, good morning. Welcome in. It is Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing. I am Matt Peralt. We are back for another Saturday. we got some car reviews coming up later on the program. It's about to be... Uh, well, it's car driving season, and this weekend obviously being a long weekend, we have an opportunity to talk a little bit about how your car should be, uh, what you should look for your, if you're going to get on the road either today, tomorrow, or Monday to head over to Grandma's house or wherever you may going. But first and foremost, how are you, Mr. Mike Kersing? I'm doing great, big guy, and, it's, and you're right. This is the kickoff of the summer driving season, and we have Stephen Peters from Michelin. He's going to talk to us about uh, how to take care of our tires because that's actually a very, very important thing. And uh, that sure keeps us safe. And we mm-hmm. have, I have a great review of a big, big Bubba truck, uh, GMC Denali. And what about you? I am going to tell you about a, I finally got my first 2017 vehicle. Yahoo. So I get a chance to drive the brand spanking new 2017 Kia Sportage. So we'll do a little review on, on that vehicle uh, coming up here, as well as your questions and answers in our final segment where Mike answers your questions about your car's uh, with how you think you may need his expertise. But let's start with it with a story that's somewhat interesting. And, and I'm here in Las Vegas, and there is obviously a uh, gigantic, huge battery plant for Tesla. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's here sure in, in Nevada, where it's a major boost to the economy. And, and the brand of Tesla is very popular here in well on the West Coast, but also in, in, in Nevada. But Tesla was denied a dealership license by North Carolina. Yeah. And it, it's it's interesting. They want it to go through a third-party dealership, Mike. What, well, why? everybody wants it to go through a third-party dealership. Tesla wants to sell cars like they sell iPhones, you know, just through the through the Apple store, and they want to sell it through the Tesla store. And, and the states don't want to do that, which is the dealer associations have very strong lobbies, you know, um, they don't want you to do that. Otherwise, GM and Ford would be selling cars through the GM and Ford store and not through your local dealer. Uh, and that's what, they're, that's what they're afraid of. You know, they don't want that to happen. That would put a lot of people out of work. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting because, okay, so in, in, in here in Las Vegas, yeah, in the mall, and, and in Houston, I believe, as well, in, in the big mall in Houston, where you can go into a Tesla store. It's in the mall. Yes. You can you can look at them, and you can touch them and covet them and all that stuff. And I don't know that you can even drive. I don't know if you can drive them. I don't or not. think you can drive them, but you, you can buy them, can't you? No, you can't buy them. Oh, here. you can you can you can buy them out of California, but you cannot buy them here. They don't sell them. They can show them to you, but they can't uh, sell them to you here. Uh, there are, I mean, of course, in Nevada, that's why they put the battery plant there. Right. They were going to put the battery. They wanted. To, they came to Texas and said, "Hey, we'll put a battery plant here. If you, you know, it's going to be a, a billion dollar battery plant. But if you let us, you know, sell cars here, you know." And we, Texas went, "No." And Nevada said, "Sure, come on, you know." And so, uh, so the Nevada dealers kind of got the, the short end of that stick. Um, 
and some of the some of the dealer associations, it's a, it's a, it's a double edged sword. I, in some size, I can see it, and okay, it's kind of cool, but I think it would open up a big can of worms, and I just don't know that I'm ready for that. I think having a dealer to come to instead of the manufacturer is kind of a neat thing. Uh, the dealer to fight for you in, in, in the manufacturer's, you know, doorstep. Uh, and your local guy versus the big company is kind of a cool thing. Your local guy or lady, you know, uh, I think that's a good thing. And they put, you know, they're your neighbors. They're your, the people that, that sponsor the baseball teams and the swimming teams for your little league and this kind of stuff. And I think that's, you know, that's the American way kind of set up. But I'm not sure that that the big Tesla company would do that. You don't see well, the Apple store doing that. Well, let me ask you this, okay? That. Let me ask this question because uh-huh. I think this is a generational question and mm-hmm. people are so used to buying things on demand. And we are seeing more and more products being sold via the Internet and via apps. I know buying a vehicle is a very large purchase, and actually going and test driving the vehicle is very important and getting to know the specs of the vehicle and what it feels like. But do you foresee a day where we are buying vehicles like we buy things off Amazon? You know, I don't know. I just I don't think so. I think that's just one something that, that we need to have. You know, we get service on it. Uh, it's our neighbor working on the vehicle. I think it's just something a little bit different than that. Uh, I think it's a little bit I think it's a different, you know, setup now. You know, when you go to a small town, it's your, you know, your neighbors, the, the car dealer, and it's, you know, it's kind of like your banker kind of thing. It's just, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I get the point. I, I see what you're there's, saying. There's two about sides being of it. The, but can, there is the, the other angle in, in major markets, like a Houston, yeah. like, like a Las Vegas, like a Dallas or whatnot, where we will start to see a demand for yep. it. And, and I think there's going to be a war over this. Because I get what you're saying. I mean, that there are you know hundreds, thousands of dealerships in this country that if all of a sudden Ford and GM started to be able to sell their cars direct to consumers and you didn't have to go into a lot and you didn't have to talk to a, a local sales guy, right. those are a lot of jobs that would be eliminated right. and the car industry would be totally different if, it was, if you could sell this not through a third party. Right. But I wonder if more states are going to be okay with this, just given the fact that we are selling everything this way. Right now, only think I think about two or three of the states that have folded on this deal. The rest of them have said no. So that's how strong it's been so far. Yeah, I get why the dealer. I mean, obviously, yeah. the dealers are going to fight this and kick it. Dealer associations are huge lobbies. They're yeah, strong. they're not going to allow this to, to go down oh, because they've no. they got to protect their employees. And I yep. understand that point. And, I, and those people who invested thousands and, or millions – in car dealerships and in the property and the, yeah. the buildings and everything else that right. goes into it. I, right. I, I totally understand the affiliate relationship that they have with the manufacturers. And if that affiliate relationship yeah. went away, and they're the guys that will open you know, a little town. They're open up on Sunday to help you, you know, what right. I mean? that kind of stuff. They'll stay late and all that stuff. The Apple store won't. Right. You know what it, I mean? They close. But, I mean, again, you can buy Apple product without having to go into an Apple store. I mean, it's nice to go in there and feel it and touch it. And, but you can still go and buy an Apple you know, an iPhone. I can buy an iPhone from my iPhone. But I won't come in and fix your car on weekends. No, that's very true. Yeah, that's very, very true. When you come into automotive service, it's a little bit different. Yep. And, and maybe, but I, I'm very curious to see where that goes, the direction this story goes. It's going to be yeah. fascinating to watch. Yep. And it definitely is a de- uh, a, a generational thing. Yep, where it is. It's, it's, it's different. You know, yeah, and, and look, and Tesla's marketing to that generation too. Yep. I mean, Tesla's trying to, you know, obviously by, by yep. dropping on their price from sixty to thirty thousand dollars with the new cars coming out, and yep. they they got a long a laundry list of orders sitting there waiting to be filled. 
uh, coming up here, people have put down $1,000 in order to buy a Tesla. So right. there's a huge demand in the marketplace. It's just a matter of how that right. ma- demand is going to be met. So yep. it's a really fascinating it's situation. It's hard to see how it's going to work. Right now, the quality is not there on some of them. And, and yeah. it's just, it just um, I don't know. It's just I don't know how it's going to work. But, but I think just it's nice knowing that your dealer is going to be there to fight for you. And if the manufacturer wants to, to turn their back on you, they just do it. You know what I mean? Right. But the dealer's there, and they're not. And right. so... Or oh, then again, definitely, if the dealer wants to turn the back on you, go to the manufacturer, or you go to another dealer that makes you, you know, that's going to solve your problem. Whereas you don't have that. If, if there's only one game in town, it's a little tough. Yeah, and look, relationships in life are everything. So yeah. I, I, I fully understand that the relationship you have with your dealership, with your service uh, provider, right. you know, taking your car in and watching for problems that may be popping up or to say, hey, you know, you got to watch that or watch this or make sure this is not happening with your car. So I totally understand that. And Tesla's customer service will definitely take a hit for this in the beginning portion of it. And it's it's true. You're not just a number, you know, when you're going into a local dealership. But there are it is a very unique opportunity Tesla has because of their marketing and because of the way they're, they're now yeah, it's positioning wild. themselves. This is wild, guys. I mean, yeah, it's, it's we totally can get into this and talk about this the whole show. This could be the whole show. <laughs> well, yeah, because I mean, we are in sort of a, yeah. a, a unique place. We are seeing things change differently. We are seeing the consumer yep. wanting to be serviced quicker and easier. So that's right. Uh, it's it's fascinating. All right, uh, this is Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing, Matt Pro with you here on Yahoo Sports Radio. We got a lot to come, including our car review, automotive review, and then we're going to get into a conversation about tires and what you got to do to fix and watch with your car. Because here we are. Uh, it's a long weekend. It's an opportunity for you to maybe uh, get over to grandma's house or get over to that national park or do where, you know, go wherever you may want to go here as knowing that you got Monday off. So for Memorial Day weekend, it's the official kickoff of the summertime uh, party, driving, fun, family vacation season. So we'll get into all that coming up. Lots more to come. It's Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Kersing. I'm Matt Peralta here on Yahoo Sports Radio. You're listening to Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing on Yahoo Sports Radio and yahoosportsradio.com. Back to the Quick and Round Studios. And back to your host with Mike Herzing. Here is Matt Peralt. Trouble finds me. Let's talk with Mike Herzing, Matt Perot, with you here on Yahoo Sports Radio. Good Saturday morning, and it's time for what I think is a really fun segment of the show. It's time to review the cars that Mike and I have been driving. I went first last week, Mike, so why don't you tell us what you drove this week? Oh, yeah. I drove the GMC 2500 HD Denali. So basically, it's a three-quarter ton loaded GMC truck, okay? It has the big diesel engine, uh, 6.6 liter turbo diesel V8, Allison six-speed transmission. This thing is awesome, Okay. Uh, it's four-wheel drive, uh, 765 feet-pounds of torque, 36-gallon fuel tank. You know, I get into it, and it's got 600 miles of range in the tank. It's just awesome. This thing is the top of the food chain when it comes to pickup trucks, okay? You get in it, it's got air-conditioned seats. It's got this awesome stereo. It's got, you know, Bluetooth. It's got, you know, it's just, it's like sitting on your couch. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I mean, it's just Beautiful leather interior, uh, you know. Just, just, I just takes your breath away. Okay, but this thing is a workhorse. This thing you can put it in. You can sit there and pull a fifth wheel with it. You can do. Uh, it's got. I mean, you can do anything on it. All right. I'm just saying. It's just off roading. This thing will go crazy. It will 
uh, you know, trailering it'll pull 15,800 pounds with a, with a fifth wheel. You can do a bumper hitch. It'll go tow 13,000 pounds. So let's say, okay, it's all agreed. It's very capable. Off-road, you can go anywhere you want. It's got, you know, it's got the a trailer brake. It's got crawl control if you're going downhill. Uh, off-roading, it's fun. This thing is a work truck. It's got, you know, for at night, it's got the HIB, HID projector beam headlights. Um, it's got everything built with high-strength steel. It's not aluminum. It's all steel. It's got stability track. It's got trailer sway control. So if you're pulling a trailer, it automatically uh, has the sway control for it. So it also, the anti-lock brakes go, extend over to the trailer. It's got integrated cruise control. Uh, when you go to go down a hill, even with a trailer, it's got it's automatically it's got the diesel exhaust brake. It's got uh, digital steering assist. It's easier handling. If this thing drives like a car, but it but it works like a truck. Awesome vehicle. Um, it does everything you want. As I was driving it, I'm looking down. I'm getting 20 miles a gallon. I'm doing 75 miles an hour. Yeah. I'm in a three quarter ton truck. I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> this thing is awesome. Now, base price on it's fifty seven thousand dollars. It's loaded down with everything you can get. Forward collision alert. It's got uh, uh, all the chrome mirrors. got the power folding mirrors. You push the button, the mirrors fold in if you're in a skinny parking spot. Do all this thing stuff. Sunroof, uh, everything else. With, with all the loaded stuff on it and delivery destination charge, it's $69,000. That's what these big trucks cost nowadays. Wow. It's got Sirius XM radio. It's got a stereo to die for. Okay? Uh, I mean, it's just... It thing drives like a car. You can sit there and work on this thing forever. It's got a, it's got a uh, uh, Wi-Fi hotspot. It's oh, got nice. the tailgate. It's got the easy lift. It's, you know, my wife could drop the tailgate down. It's got a bed liner. It's got uh, heated outside mirrors. It's got, like I said, heated and cooled seats. It's got all the safety stuff, like the, the crash response and everything. It's got the radar. Whenever you're starting to back into something, you know, because it's a big truck, it automatically tells you the seats buzz. If you get close to something, your kind of rear end starts to buzz, and you're thinking, what in the hell is that? <laughs> and that's these buzzers in the seats if you get close to something. It's got the crash mitigation. You, it's hard to wreck this thing. It's safe. It's awesome. It's capable. It is the GMC Sierra Denali 2500 four-wheel drive crew cab, room for four. It's awesome. You need to buy it. How it All is. right. Very nice. Uh, I drove the, two, the the 2017 Sportage EX front-wheel drive SUV. Now, this is kind of, sort of the, your entry-level SUV from Kia. But as we always say with Kia, it's the 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain warranty, which is outstanding. This version, this is my first time driving in 2017. Yeah, but it also has the 6-year, 60,000-mile bumper-to-bumper. They fix anything deal, yep. doesn't it? Yeah, That's five years, cool 60,000. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Six-speed automatic transmission, 2.4-liter gas direct injection. Uh, it's a four-cylinder, but it's, it moves, okay? Yeah. Uh, it, it's got the performance that you would want. This is a very, very safe car because, obviously, if you're someone like me and I have a small family, this is a small family car, okay? This but is they're not getting somebody, bigger. Yeah, if, if you have if you have a lot of – if you have, a, you know, two kids even, I would say I don't know about this car. But if you have, like, my family, I have my wife and uh, my daughter – it's awesome. It is a quick, compact, very convenient, very easily to drive, great to get in and out of tight spots, great city car. This is a, a really, really fun car. Now, it is loaded up with some pretty cool standard features like leather seat trim, the 6040s uh, split folding reclining rear seats. The rear seats recline. I mean, not just go down, it reclines. Yeah. So that's a, that's a cool little feature. The... Uh, the space in it is bigger than you think. The trunk 
the trunk space is large. I actually would have cut down the trunk space a little bit to give the rear seat uh, passengers a little bit more leg room if I was redesigning the car. But it is extraordinarily comfortable. This has the EX Premium package, which the panoramic panoramic sunroof, if you're going to afford it, oh, my gosh, it is awesome. It I makes mean, it, it feel so much bigger, doesn't it? It feels bigger. It's great because we live here in Nevada, so the mountains and the stars and driving at night. And my daughter, who's two, is in love with it. She's constantly looking up, and she loves it when it's when it's raining. She loves it because she sees all the raindrops, and it's it's a really really cool feature. Uh, the power folding mirrors is great because I park a lot of times in, in in garages here in Las Vegas, and that's great to have to avoid people smacking into your mirrors. The cross traffic alert is awesome because you're backing out. You have it is still an SUV. It's smaller, but it's still an SUV. So you've got a couple of areas you got to watch out for with your butt. So it's great to have some somebody looking out for you there. Uh, the cooling seats again are just outstanding. I mean, this is a really fun feature for cars nowadays. In particular, as we get towards the summer months, we've always heard about heated seats, uh, but here are uh, obviously uh, cooling seats, which is very neat. The hands-free power tailgate is awesome if you're food shopping or you got a kid like we do and you're trying to fumble around and figure out how to get your how to close the 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 the, the gate the the trunk and get yourself situated. That's phenomenal. Uh, I found this car to be as fun to drive or maybe even nicer to drive than the Honda CRV, which is the leading car in this class. So, okay. bravo to Kia. For this redesign, for what they've put into this vehicle, the standard features are tremendous. This does have, obviously, the added EX premium package, which gets the price tag up to about $31,000. But that's not horrible, okay? That's, that's still um, where the Honda is. It's not yeah, and if you want to strip it down, the base package is twenty five five. Yeah. So you can get it even maybe less than that, depending on where, where your dealership is. But So you can get it in the mid-20s. And with all the standard features... Look, I love the sunroof and I love all the extra safety stuff that's on here, but the standard safety stuff is still really great with traction control and um, you know tire pressure monitoring systems and stability control and downhill braking and hill, hill start assist control. These are all really cool things that are standard on this Kia. So it's a really unique, really cool car. And if you're in the market for an entry-level SUV or smaller family SUV, 2017 Sportage EX front-wheel drive, I would really recommend checking it out. I would really recommend at least getting behind the wheel and driving it and seeing what you can do because, look, it's 29 miles per gallon. I got that on the highway. It is, you know, pretty much a really fuel-efficient vehicle, and it has a ton of bells and whistles on it. So 2017 Sportage EX front-wheel drive. Check it out. Drive it if you're in that market for an entry-level SUV. First-time small-family SUV. Mike, next we'll talk a little bit about tires and the safety for Memorial Day next here on Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing on Yahoo Sports Radio. You're listening to Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing on Yahoo Sports Radio and yahoosportsradio.com. Back to the Quick and Run Studios. And back to your host with Mike Herzing. Here is Matt Peralt. It is Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing, Matt Peralt with you. And now let's talk a little bit about your tires because it's the only thing that touches the road. And here over a long weekend, it's incredibly important to know where your car is with your tires and also incredibly important to look at it from the summertime months. Mike, who are we talking to today? We've got Steven Peters. Now, he is the light truck tire guy from Michelin. He knows everything about it. Steven, you there? I'm here. Thank you for having me. 
All right. Now, we're going to hit the road here this weekend. we got a lot of trucks out there, a lot of SUVs. What should we look for? Well, I think this is a great time to jump on and uh, start talking a little bit about tire safety. You know, uh, coming up here on May 29th through June 3rd is National Tire Safety Week. And uh, one thing that we really want to encourage uh, folks to do, definitely before they hit the road on Memorial Day for the holiday, is uh, to get out and check their tires. You know, go ahead and have a little bit of preventive maintenance. Make sure that they're setting out with uh, proper tread depth and air pressure so that they can get out and have a good time on their vacation. All right, so what's some of the tricks? Do you believe in the penny test? Uh, I do. I think that's a good, quick way to go through and uh, check and see where you are on your tread depth. Uh, kind of the golden rule with that is if you can see any, any part of Lincoln's hair, uh, then it'll start to probably it's about getting to be time that you might want to think about replacing your tires. If you can see all the hair, that means that the tires are at about 230 seconds of tread, which is, for all intents and purposes, worn, completely worn. So um, anywhere that uh, any, any, anywhere between about 430 seconds and 230 seconds is the time that you should really strongly consider running in and uh, finding out, uh, getting some new information, maybe even purchasing a set of new tires. You know, you know, Stephen, I've got a question. I've got a set of Michelin tires on one of my vehicles, and those suckers just don't seem to want to wear out. I mean, uh, they've gone like 65,000 miles, and they seem to be like a little bit more than halfway worn out. But they're getting to be five or six years old. Um, and I know age is becoming a factor. I see little cracks a little bit around the rubber and things like that. What are we, what are we talking about on age? What's, what's the golden number on age nowadays? Uh, the golden number on age is at about six years. So, you know, that's something I've been there myself, and I've heard that from a lot of uh, longtime Michelin consumers is, you know, sometimes they replace them because they get tired of looking at them. Right. Uh, so, I mean, that's, that's, that's a fairly routine thing, depending on the kind of vehicle that you get. But, um, yeah, I would say as a golden, uh, as kind of a, a good point to stick with, anytime after six years, it's time to start looking at a new set of tires also. You know, Steve, oh, Steve, sorry, Mike, so, you know, Steve, along those same lines a little bit in terms of, you know, how much wear your tire will have and then the weight you put on a car, because a lot of times, like my family, they'll put the bike rack on this weekend where normally it's not on there, or they'll throw three or four bikes on that rack, or they'll go and throw three or four major suitcases in the back and the weight is changed, the weight is different as to what normally is on those tires. Is, is there anything that people can do, any, any rules of thumb when it comes to if you're on some older tires, but they aren't worn out, but you're adding more weight to watch out for? Yeah, I would say the best thing you can do, uh, really, as long as you're not, we're not talking about loading down, say, you know, some of your new trucks out there can pull 20 to 30,000 pounds. You know, that's, that's a fairly extreme situation for sure. But, I mean, if you're just loading down your vehicle to head out for the weekend, maybe uh, just a, a trip here and there with a few suitcases, I think as long as you're trying to maintain the air pressure that it says there on the placard, you know, whatever the vehicle recommends, that's about the best thing you can do. And um, honestly, it's something that is, is extremely easy to overlook. Uh, you know, just looking at a tire, it could be, uh, say, your average PSI on a light truck could be anywhere between 35 and 40. Um, it could say if it starts at 35, it could be down lower than 25 or 20 before, unless you really know what you're looking for, before you notice that the tires are low. At, um, and at that point, you know, you're really starting to do some damage uh, to the tire. Not, not necessarily that it's, it's, it's having a big problem, but, I mean, tires are designed to operate at a certain PSI to, uh, 
manage the weight at a certain temperature. So, um, you know, when you start to lower the, the, the PSI in the tire, it'll start to accumulate more and more heat, and that heat is the number one enemy of tires for sure. So I would say to summarize that, best thing you can do, just make sure your tires are inflated to whatever the size of the, the placard says on the vehicle. I, I know that when we have problems with tires, there's a difference between car tires and truck tires, okay? And also, when you've got, let's say you've got a, a Ford F-150, but you decide that you're going to start carrying a lot of weight in it, probably more than the vehicle, you're going to carry a big camper. Should you really look at the weight rating on the tires? How important is that? Um, that's that's pretty important too because I mean, like I said, the, there's a certain range that the uh, tires are designed to be operated in from a weight management standpoint. But if you consistently start pushing beyond that, uh, then the best thing you can do is to uh, start looking at the load index of the tire and seeing exactly um, you know what uh, where the where the pressure needs to be. Honestly, because there's so much variation to that, really one of the best things that you could do is uh, just go to uh, one of your local uh, trusted tire uh, retailers, one of your tire installers, um, and they can help figure out exactly what the needs of the vehicle with the weight that it's going to be carrying uh, should, should result in as far as the amount of air pressure that needs to go in the tire. Yeah, because I can tell you that the, I've been to some of your stores before, and the training that your sales guys go into is crazy. I mean, it's compared to what the discount stores go to. Uh, your guys have to go to a lot of classes and learn actually about tires uh, before they can actually sell them to people. It's, uh, it's kind of um, uh, an eye-opener to see what these guys go through to sell tires. Yeah, absolutely. It's something we definitely take, uh, we at Michelin take pride, at, uh, pride in, is making sure that we get the information out there. And, you know, it, it really, when it comes to a tire sale, it's less about selling a product and more about, sure that you're lining the product up with the needs of the consumer and really the best way you can do that is just to make sure one they understand you know kind of the, the palette that they have to work in as far as the products but then two being able to ask the right qualifying questions so you know if somebody's going to pull a boat regularly um, they can help give uh, the, the right kind of advice as far as you know how much more air should they maybe look at inflating uh, to manage that weight load. Okay, now what about, you've got some new tires coming out specifically for light trucks and SUVs, don't you? Absolutely, glad you asked. Um, yeah, we have, uh, we, we, we're really launching the second phase of tires that we launched last year uh, for, think, uh, sport utility vehicles and light trucks, everything from an F-150 to an F-350, Dodge Ram 3500 uh, to uh, 1500. Uh, that type, we have the Defender LTX-MS. Um, where we've taken what has been one of our most popular light truck tires, the LTX-MS2, and updated it with, um, uh, one, a number of new sizes, but, two, having a, a tougher compound that was on the LTX-MS2. So you know, it helps with durability, and especially what we're talking about right now, if somebody is really going to use their truck or their SUV to tow something, this is the best product we have out there to, uh, to make sure that consumer gets the miles that they, that they want to get. Uh, while also being an outstanding all-season tire. It's fantastic and wet and uh, has, has, has really strong snow performance, too. So I know snow is not necessarily relevant right now, but you know, with as long as these tires are out there, it'll, yeah. it'll come around eventually. Okay, now is there a website we can go to and find out more about these tires and kind of figure out what works exactly for us? Absolutely. Uh, www.michelinman.com. 
Michelin.com is, uh, the, is the ideal place to go and learn more about uh, what Michelin has to offer and make sure that uh, whoever is looking for new tires gets the right product for their needs. Now, does it make a difference also if you have a dually versus a single rear wheel? I mean, does that really uh, well, make a I mean, difference in the tire? Um, I would say from the tire standpoint, you know, whether let's, let's get, say, a 3,500, you know, uh, say, GM versus uh, 2,500. Right. You know, you can, depending on the size, you can either get the Defender LTX is going to be available for both the dually as well as the uh, the the size for the uh, everything from the Denali to the base trim. Uh, so you don't necessarily need to look at a different type of tire. Uh, but, again, it comes down to, you know, making sure that the tire and the uh, meet up with the OE specs for the amount of load that it has to carry. Right. Any, so. Got any questions, Matt? That's all, Stephen. Thank you for the time today. Really appreciate it. Hey, absolutely. Thank you, guys. I appreciate the opportunity. We've got much more to come. It's Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing here live on Yahoo Sports Radio. You're listening to Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing on Yahoo Sports Radio and yahoosportsradio.com. Back to the Quick and Round Studios. And back to your host with Mike Herzing. Here is Matt Peralt. It's Let's Talk Wheels with Mike Herzing, Matt Peralt with you, and it's time for our ever-fun question-and-answer segment with one Mr. Mike Herzing. You, our audience, have, have emailed these questions to Mike at Let's Talk Wheels dot com to ask these questions. We start, Mike, with Jennifer, nineteen eighty-eight Suzuki Samurai. Wow, that's yeah, an old car, a classic. You, that's a club, really? <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, those cars were funky when they came out. Now, yeah. if you can find one. People, I mean, you could read, read the. I read the question. I can tell you, they're still funky. Uh, it, it's an old family vehicle. Runs fine. Wants to know why someone stopped by her house once a week, wanting to buy it. What's so special about that old thing? And should she sell the 1988 Suzuki Samurai? The it's, answer is yes. It's golden. Oh <laughs> man, it's worth so much money. It's crazy. Is it, it really? These are awesome little off-road vehicles. Oh man, talk about a hunting vehicle. They were crazy. They rode like a like a truck. They were really short, and then they had the roll rollover problem. Yeah. Oh, oh they would. <laughs> That's all. Oh, it was terrible. But they're a little bitty, and they're off road. Uh, they're great off road for a hunting vehicle. They're awesome. You can sell it and make a ton of money off of it. So yeah, go for it. Even yeah. in non mint condition. Oh, you're kidding? If it just if it's just there, you can get you know four thousand, five thousand dollars for it. It's just nuts. It's just they're worth so much money, it's nuts. Wow. Oh, yeah. They're a cult vehicle. Yeah. Ah. All right. Carlton's got a 2010 Nissan Sentra. He has – he took it for a parts store. They sold him a fuel injector cleaning kit. He and his roommate cleaned the throttle plate with a special spray and brush, put the additive in the injectors. It has not run right since doing so. He's afraid to drive it. Took it to the dealer for diagnosis. They said – he needs to thr- a throttle body and is expensive to replace. Is there another way to fix this problem? No, because they ruined it when they did all that stuff with it. Uh, you can't clean the throttle body on a Nissan with the brush like that. You can't do it. They messed it up. Oh. Um, yeah, go buy a throttle body. That's the way it is, big guy. Uh, you can't do that. You should go back to the guy with the auto parts store and tell him, thanks, buddy. Him. Yeah, <laughs> you just can't. No, that's... You shouldn't go to a daughter store and ask for a diagnosis. No offense. Uh, okay. Good to know. Uh, 
Jeremy's got a 2010 Volkswagen Passat TDI, 75,000 miles. Does he really have to use the expensive Volkswagen oil, and is there any difference? I know the answer, but you answer. Mike. You answer it. No, what do you now, think? What? Ask, ask him what you think. What do you think? I think the answer is yes. Yeah, you do. You have to use the Volkswagen rated oil because yeah. of the turbo, and otherwise it'll burn up the, tor- the turbo yeah. on it because... Or Volkswagen will avoid the warranty on the turbo, which he's out of anyway. But, oh, yeah, it has to have a special additive in there for the turbocharger. Otherwise, the turbocharger will not live. But yeah. then again, Volkswagen might buy the car back from him anyway. Well, <laughs> yeah. as I just went through it with Volkswagen, yeah. the answer is yes. And when they do try, well, actually, the answer is no, they won't buy it back, but they will take the car back. How about no, that? His is, a tur- his is a turbo. Yeah, his, his is diesel. a turbo. His is a diesel. Oh, that's right. His is the diesel, the TDI. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is a whole, just a lot of, just a mess there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Lenny is looking for a project sports car to take her around with. He likes the MGs, likes the Triumphs, but he, the ones he finds need too much work yeah. and are very unreliable. Aren't they? Any idea what to look for and any idea where to look for them? Find a Miata. They're awesome. And they're just like an MG or Triumph, but actually, they're, but they're reliable. They're fun to vehicle. They're right thing to tinker with. Yeah. Find an old Miata. They're great. Yeah, I can't. I still can't wait to see the new Fiat Spider. Oh, yeah. But that's, that's got me fired But you up. don't tinker with that one. That's a no, new no, one. No, no, it's brand making new. <laughs> but go find it. You can go find some uh, first-generation Miata for like $2,500. Uh, they're awesome. You know, talk about something you can just play with and have a great time. It's, it's great. Mm. All yeah. right, Connie's got a 2012 Range Rover, 61,000 miles, needs a brake job, Went to the dealer. They wanted 3600 Too high. Her dad saying that is highway robbery for a brake job. It's a Range Rover. Right. Nice. I mean, that's just what they cost. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you buy a you know, $90,000 car, and, you, and that's how much brake jobs cost. Um, yeah, and then on those kind of vehicles, you got to change the rotors. you got to do, you know, rebuild calipers. you got to, um, yeah, it's just, hey, I mean. Uh, a friend of mine bought a Rolls Royce, and he, and he went in, and the brake job was fifteen thousand. Oh my god! And it was an old Rolls Royce, you know. And I was like, and, he, and I started laughing at him. He goes, "It's fifteen thousand dollars for a brake job." And I went, "Yeah," and that's a deal, you know. Well, yeah, it's you know, and I'm like, you did and buy, I said, a, um, you, you did, did buy, buy a Rolls Royce. You yeah, know? you did buy a Rolls Royce. So paid, yeah, I only paid eighty thousand dollars for it. And they went fifty. I said that's why they sold it because it needed a brake job. A hundred. You know, it's just like, you know, I'm just, I know, it's just, I just had somebody yesterday needed a, you know, some brakes on a on a, a BMW, and it was like a 5 Series, and I was like, they were like, same thing, it was it was a bunch of money, and I was like, this is what they cost, yeah. this is why I told you not to buy it. If you're going <laughs> to, you know, if you can't whine about the brake prices, it's, for, they're world-class driving car, it's a world-class brakes, this is, and, you know, this is what, and you're not you're not a technician, so you're not you don't want to fix it. So, don't complain. You know, just I told you not to buy it. His last car was like a Toyota Corolla. And now he buys a BMW 5 Series, and then he complains about what it costs. Don't. You know, <laughs> not yeah, not smart. All right, we got about 30 seconds left, Mike. What's the one thing everyone should watch out for this holiday weekend? Tires. Watch your tires out. Watch your tire pressures. You know, every time you stop for fuel. Check, walk around the car and look. make sure you haven't picked up any, any uh, nails or tires. Just check your tire pressures. That's it. Be safe. Yeah, absolutely. Be safe. Don't drink and drive, folks, okay? No. Please, you know, use 
taxis, Uber's your best friend if you're in a major metropolitan area. Just be safe. Don't do anything stupid that you're really going to live to regret. And uh, maybe somebody else ruined somebody else's life as well. So Have be a very safe, safe time. Be very safe. Have a wonderful uh, Memorial Day. Have a ton of fun. It's the kickoff to the summertime months. Enjoy it. Until next week, Mike, we'll talk to you later. You too, big guy. That's Let's Talk Quizzle Mike Kersing here on Yo Sports Radio. 